Good morning. Good morning. Well, here we are, making our third attempt to get down <laughs> and do a podcast. I don't think... Um, I don't think I don't think it would be proper for us not to acknowledge how difficult it is for us to get a half an hour together alone without interruptions. Unbelievable! It is truly. Um, and we live in the same. We home. live in the same home. <laughs> I mean, we are, we are next to each other all the time. But that magic ability to put everything aside when you have young children. I don't know. It's and it, older. It, and all, and, people and, who need yes, us. and other people <laughs> in the household who want you all the time. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a challenge. It has been a challenge, but here we are. So let's take advantage of it. Right. So our earlier. Well, and here's here's the thing I've learned too. When because, you know, for you our audience, just so you know, we're going to be back. We're going to make an effort. If, yes, for you, but honestly for us, just yeah, to reconnect totally for us. and to. To enjoy these conversations, to go deeper. I mean, Dawn and I are both performing weddings this year. <laughs> that's right. Very important we get weddings to, think about to, to us. You know, people things. that are very special to us. So, um, and have this time for us. And, yeah. and what I've learned too is, given now that I have two ch- children, and I'm working, and have other interests like this, it's like it has to be on the calendar. And it's the first pancake principle, right? Like the first pancake is always a bad pancake. It's not good. And and so, so this podcast is our first. To this one. I'm going to call this one our first pancake. Okay. <laughs> so if we, tab- if we label that, you'll all have yeah. absolutely no idea why. But the effort. You know, yeah. anytime I start a new commitment, hobby, situation, like waking up at 5 a.m., like my first week... I tried to wake up at 5 a.m., but it was 7 a.m. every time when I finally got my process going. Doesn't mean I didn't get up at 5. There's just kinks to work out. So right. we'll take that for what that is this morning. Right. right. Okay. And that is something. So we, we're going to try to just yeah. give it as many minutes as we can. Exactly. Uh, and we did come across a really great passage, and it's a short passage <clears throat> in our book, love, love Without End, by Glenda Green, which we do love and appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and... In our particular um, version, which there are others, uh, we are on page 46. And let's see what chapter this is. It's the chapter three. Yeah, chapter three. The Wonders Universe. So, um, where is it here, Elizabeth? Do you want to read it? Sure. Okay, it says external conditions do not have the ability to teach you who you are. However, as long as you believe that they can, you will always be seeking permission from the external world to exist. That obsession is your real enemy. See, this this Ooh. one, wow. I mean, I think I can remember my whole life moments where I defined myself according to my external reality. Oh, yeah. You know, I was... Um, I was, I, even as a child, I remember being a child and thinking, and people not taking me seriously because I was a child. And, mm-hmm. it, and if I had a, an idea or a thought or just a feeling I wanted to share, it was diminished by the listener because I was a child, except for my mother. My mother always took me seriously. And I just think, you know, you have remarkable children. My grandchildren are remarkable. Um, 
it makes me very aware that as a listener, as somebody observing their reality, I need to remember to take it very seriously. Um, to reflect back what they're saying, what they're feeling. And that's just me. I'm, that's just one part of our external reality, just other people and how they react to us and treat us. You know, there's there's so much. There's There's how we look, how we see ourselves in the mirror. What do we see, you know, and how much approval and disapproval is there mm. of what we see? And where do we get that disapproval, you know? When do we start disapproving of what we see? Especially as two women, you know, trying our hardest <laughs> to right. be, you know, everything we're supposed to be, which always in a woman includes beautiful. I know, right? Always, you know, how beautiful are you? Um, and then all the little things you look at that say, oh, I'd be beautiful if, oh, only if, <laughs> and it's, and I think, I think the point of this is that, that all these external things are not who we are and we keep looking for, to them for, for the verification that yes, you, because what is the other side of your beautiful is your good, your worthy. But again, well, it's yeah, go on. It, it's then the next thing he says is, love commands between you and anyone opposing you. There are many shared atomine particles. Now, the, uh, he kind of goes into like, or she goes into these technical things. Um, but the the point and the gist is that you are love. So I'm going to interrupt for a second. I want to follow the beauty track for a second. Okay. Because just now, before we podcast, I was like, I'd love a shower. <laughs> okay. It's little things in life with young kids. And in the shower, I had this thought that around enemies, which is surprising because uh-huh. the passage we found was around enemies. And I thought to myself... You know, there's only one person in this world I really kind of dislike, but I can kind of let go or just not involve them in my life. But the thought came into my mind, but I seriously hate, which is a strong word, one element of my body. How interesting that you would have this relationship with an element of my own physicality that is so unloving, is another way to say it. Right. And so it's stunning, anti-loving, right? And it's stunning that we would pick up this, come into this passage. And I, I was on a coaching call before the shower this morning. And one of the things she said that really resonated with me was this idea that the purpose is not to get rid of our feelings, but to change the relationship we have with our feelings. And so all of this kind of melded together. And in the shower, I realized, is there something, if I was to personify this element of my body, is there a message that it has that I just have simply disregarded, that I have never given them it, the space to say something? And 
in my heart of hearts, in my intuition, the answer I know is yes. And for some reason, there's still resistance there that I don't even want to hear it right now. Like, no, you're still an asshole for not listening to me. Uh (laughs) I told you to shape up a while ago and you have not listened. And therefore, you know, you know, you don't, it's very interesting, but this, this idea that the real enemy is the obsession of this external situation. And then to your point, it goes into this idea of how do we command our lives and, and the whole book talks about you only command through love. Love commands anything within us and external. And so, of course, this would make sense that that element of command is broken down when we are not feeling love and coming from a place of love. And it's almost a self-perpetuating perpetuating cycle of failure if this is an area you don't love, you won't let speak, you won't listen to. Right. Um, that it will never be able, you will never be able to command it because you can only command with love. And this is where yeah. your cycle is broken of being in full command of your life or of your body or however one aspect of your life, however you want to, however you want to look at it. Yeah. And, and yeah. Mommy. Yeah, honey. Um, We're recording. Can you say hello? Hi. Can I come to you in a minute? Go help yourself to one snack and I'll help you with the second one in a minute. Okay? No, can you help me open this, this snack? Bring it to me then. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. I love you too. <laughs> so <Okay>. interlude. <laughs> That is the sweetest kid ever. <laughs> so that's Well, it. here's something interesting when you were saying this. And uh-huh. for our listeners, you don't know, over the holidays, if there was a theme, <laughs> and we turned to the book often, was forgiveness. Yes, that's true. And a large part of the forgiveness was owning your part in it. And while, we're, while you're talking and while we're saying this, an element of that is this idea of hearing the other person's side, right? So if they, so kind of like the body situation too, they probably have a message that I have not listened to. Like for the the people that I would consider an enemy, you know, I don't give them the time and space to voice what their issue is. It's not like I'm walking into that. I'm like, no, I think you're wrong. And I'm going to move on with my life because you're wrong, which so, is not. And you're doing the same situation. Cut, I'm just yeah. cutting it out. I'm good at cutting. I'm moving on as if you don't exist at all, because right. that's how. And that's, but that's not that's, a wholeness. No, it isn't. But it's what we do, right? It's how we cope, because it's a lot harder to stop and embrace the person or the aspect of our lives that we don't like, that we just actively right. don't like. And to engage in that. So we're going to give conversation, right? Okay, good job. After after we podcast, I'll give a little bit more snack to Lily. Go enjoy your snack, honey girl. Thank you. 
bribery. She knows when to come. She knows when to come. <laughs> this is her first treat in days. She walks right in. With she chocolate. walks in. Your podcast. Like, oh, oh, I think we're gonna take get a advantage. treat out of this. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's such a human nature thing to do to to not embrace your enemy, right? Not whether the enemy is is within you or outside of you. Um, and this obsession with the outside is, he says, your real enemy. The obsession the, with the yeah, external. Because you have convinced yourself that this is... That will define you. Yeah, this is the truth. This is the truth. And I, I don't think I've ever challenged that particular truth. That, you know, um, that I need to be beautiful. Yeah. I've never challenged that. I've always thought I need to be beautiful. And I've changed my opinion of what beautiful is. And I've changed my standards of what beautiful right. is. And certainly as I've aged, I have... <laughs> By the way, for listeners, you are beautiful. <laughs> You're sitting here glowing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so funny because, you know, I think... I don't think there... I want to meet a woman... Who doesn't um, criticize herself in some physical way? Mm-hmm. I want to meet a woman who really doesn't do that, and and I would love to raise. I would love for for us to I raise uh, a generation of women who don't think that their goodness and their value has any relationship to the way they look and uh, appear. Um, but then, then you're crossing know, over. Right? You're crossing like, over into other areas too, where like, <clears throat> you know, we do put on different. But we we put things and make our bodies look in certain ways on purpose, intentionally, to give a message. Yeah. You know, and and so we'll always use that as a message giving device. Uh, and it's I don't want to take. I don't want to take that away. So here, yeah. I just want to take the value away. Well, you know that the value of you is better or worse. That that the love you've got to be able to find a hundred percent of the love yeah. for yourself, and it's so hard to love yourself a hundred percent. Most of us love ourselves. You know somewhere over 50 (laughs) percent but you know where are we you know where are we after that i don't know um and well i think there's there's certain things to unravel with this like i think that women and beauty i think there is a a basic survival nature within us that that's connected to. Yeah. It means we're part of the tribe. It means that we're going to be able to procreate. It means people are going to want to take care of us. It it does give us an element of status. Yes, in this society, but on like a biological level, yeah. Yeah. I think, and, and similar to, to that thread of thinking, this biological level that I'm beautiful, i.e. my body's working well, i.e. I can bear children, i.e. and think well and contribute and find the right food and make the right decisions based on um, this, this external situation of my beauty. I think that that, that there's, there, we can't fight biology. Right? I, 
but I think we can understand it to work with us. Yeah. The definition of beauty changes, yes. you know, every decade pretty much. Yes. And, and, and among different cultures, even cultures in the United States oh, have, have different 100%. definitions of beauty. Um, and, and you see that in the confidence of people, you know, the way a person well, walks around. Sometimes I think about like big change makers that I, that have influenced my life are actually not physically gorgeous or pretty or handsome, uh-huh. but they're powerful and they're loving and you feel their compassion. And I don't care one who, what they look like, yeah. like how do they make it, me feel? Exactly. And there's an element of, of love that comes through a person that changes everything about how they, they look to you. Right. Because when you interact with them, all you see is the love. All you see. And it doesn't matter. It, right. One inch. It doesn't matter any at all. Uh, anything besides. I mean, have we all just encountered briefly some some person some usually a woman if you ask me in my yeah. life because I encounter more women than men but you know who just has such a kindness and a gentleness and a but a strength about them that makes you want to just absorb their energy and just stand there but you know you what know? they're doing I think they're making you feel beautiful and they well they're making you feel safe they're making you feel loved, you know. They're making and, you and feel the things. You're the that attention you, of your attention because, and that in some ways they're making up for that part of ourselves we're not loving. So, you know, we need some external extra help, like because there's an incompleteness of love that I'm giving myself in here. Imagine yeah. if your internal conversation around this element of you know, that you don't like about your body or, or maybe it's more general, whatever that is. If Lily comes in and says those words to you about her, like if she had those thoughts about her own self. Oh, man. Oh, man. We would knock that out of her we, so we, fast. I mean, it, oh would, it wouldn't gosh. even... It, like we would drop absolutely <laughs> everything. Yes. And we would do, devote all of our attention to, to getting her beyond that vein of thinking yeah so it's never part of her life right right and and the challenge i think will be uh no matter what whatever she becomes interested in whatever her you know however her life um becomes and unfolds that we embrace it with her Instead of looking a critical well, no, way. I think the challenge, one step beyond this, and actually I just read this last night, is that you're not doing it to yourself. So I use that example not for Lily, because yeah. that's important. Yeah. I use it for ourselves. Because she'll pick up what you do. Oh. And you know, so this is what I read last night in um, Jordan Peterson's book. It's really good. At the beginning, maybe chapter one or two. But it's, at the beginning of this chapter, it talks about caring for ourselves. What is the name of the book? Uh, the tell, 12 Rules of Life or Principles of Life. And his point is, you don't actually care about yourself. Here's how he makes the point. 
some statistically large number of people do not take the prescription pills that they are di- that they are prescribed. Yes. Now, there's a lot of different reasons. You know, he acknowledges those reasons. Whatever. Okay. The amount of people who guarantee their pets take the pills that they're prescribed is astronomically higher. It's like it's like eighty to ninety percent, right? Which we can then infer that we care about our pets. Yet here we have this relationship with ourselves that whatever the mind in the conversation is and the reasoning we have that is, it doesn't equate. For some reason we aren't quote unquote taking care of ourselves. And this is a disconnect. And you know, can it be we don't trust our doctor? Sure, do you not trust the vet? I don't know, why are you going to the vet then? Okay, well, why are you going to the doctor then? Like, we have this, whatever this mindset is around. Well, I think it's much easier to deny something about yourself, even though a doctor tells you this is a situation. We are very capable of finding all kinds of ways of ignoring it, denying it, pushing it aside and pretending it doesn't exist so because what it's if scary to God exist. is saying you are love you are beautiful and we're sitting there in the mirror going no not really I'm not gonna take that pill you're wrong that's not my prescription that's not my truth that's not my truth right that I think my truth lies over here in in this outfit I'm gonna buy these cosmetics I'm gonna purchase this you know, this, this, this number of the scale is going to tell me. You know, that exactly. All of these things that are going right. to define me uh, in some way. Because I, and the more you need those external things to define you, I think, you know, if you recognize yourself as somebody who needs those things, you probably should look a little closer at, well, is that because you're not accepting yourself, you know, to a high degree? So sit down and go, where, yeah. am I, where am I not accepting myself? Where, why can't I just do this inside? Why, why isn't this an inside right. job? Why am I making this an outside job? And, and then, you know, just be really, really honest. I remember many years ago, I was struggling with an issue in my life over and over and over again. And I finally realized that I was not seeing myself Mm. at all because I had this issue over and over and over again and I said to Bob my husband I said okay so I can't see me clearly so but you can't this is brave you're not this me. is brave this was the bravest oh thing I maybe one of the bravest <laughs> things I've ever and I said I am willing and eager to hear exactly how you see me handling this situation and why it keeps coming up. Why am I constantly struggling with this? And I want you to be absolutely honest with me of how, what you see and why you think it looks to you like this is an issue in my life. And um, he, you know, thought, he gave it, you know, and he told me, and it was hard to hear. And there was a point where I almost said, okay, that's enough. <laughs> you know, like, I think that's all, the, that's all the truth I could take right now. But I'll never forget. Yeah. I'll never forget how I had to get to that place where I, 
I wanted the truth more than I wanted to handle this issue again. You know, it's and that's where you kind of have to get to where I'd rather know the truth about myself and, you know, and, and not, and, and get over it and, and just right. get over it. Well, get to the next level. And it doesn't keep mean, facing. It, all right, so hearing the truth, so say he told me everything that's true and, you know, maybe he doesn't have perfect vision, maybe he forgot a few things or never really yeah. recognized a few, maybe there was more wrong with me than he could see, in other words. Um, it still makes it very hard to then take that yeah. information and change yourself. Changing yourself is the most difficult thing you can do in your life. So much easier to spend your life trying to change someone else. Uh. Or some situation, or some injustice, or some anything out there that you feel perhaps very justifiably that it's wrong and it should be changed. You can focus your whole life on, on things like that and, and have a great life and have a great sense of accomplishment. But I just challenge you, try to change that one thing about yourself that you know needs to be changed. And it's probably linked to some false belief you have about who you are, some false belief, some old fear, some old pattern of coping with a trauma that you no longer need to have yeah. to cope in your life, but you simply have never really learned how to let go of. And so you feel the need to reincorporate it in everything you do. And that's the hardest thing. Well, and guess what falls away when typically we go to the real issue? All the other external yeah. trivialities, if that's a word, that, that we're focusing on, that we blow up to some silly proportion that are not true, including the enemies we have. Like, things that don't matter that person and their rudeness to me or, you know, yeah. that they, it, they have this tick that, that, that bothers me. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> the enemies, the people, oh, you don't like me? I don't really care. I'm over here dealing with this, right? Like, okay, what, what am I supposed to do with that information? So I think, I think there's a solution okay, that, that comes when we actually look at the real thing. I think that. Yeah, is. and that is, and he has another place in this book where he says, "You can only, you can only fix a situation if you discover where the circle is broken, uh, and fix it where it's broken." You oh, right. Remember that. Yeah, passage. and it's it really applies here because, and I have to remind myself that, like, am I trying to, am I putting on a new roof when the uh, you know the basement foundation flooded? right? You know, am I. You know, am I, and I do this all, I think we all do this a lot, is our in, yeah. inclination is to do more of the thing we're comfortable and successful at doing and thinking more of this will fix, you know, my overall happiness, which is perhaps rooted in the fact that there's this one aspect of myself I don't love. Oh, okay. Well, by, you know, hmm. spending more time and attention on, the things of myself I do love feels good in the moment, but I'm not solving the problem. And I'm not getting that sense of peace in my life right. that only comes when everything is whole and everything is in balance. So, 
you know, yeah. so let's use this because this is a perfect, I think, topic for our January, our first podcast, like this freshness of the year, these resolutions. And, and this is actually a theme that's come up in my life consistently is this idea that everything I'm desiring externally, life has consistently made me realize over the last six months, I actually already have it. And, and so, you know, your example of the roof, are we focusing on putting on a roof? Uh, when, you know, the actual truth is, look, you got an umbrella or you can dance in the rain. You're not going to melt. Or, you know, there's all these other elements of you, you actually already have it. Rest in it. Be peaceful with it. You actually are already beautiful. You are divinely made. You are an expression of this love. All these external grabs are excuses to not look at the real reality. Which is a good reality. Which is a good which is reality. reality. And the real reality that we're not looking at for goodness knows why is that we are loved. We are all loved by God, 100%. Nobody's loved more, nobody's loved less. Every single one of us in our current state, exactly as we are sitting here this morning, we are completely loved by God. And anything in us that doesn't feel that love is because we're sending it out. We're blocking it we're blocking ourselves through a sense of unworthiness or a sense of or we're also saying well love looks like this and that's not the package it came it's (laughs) it's not true it's god knows we're imperfect god knows every single one of us has imperfections and god knows that external situations and, and they say this in the book help us that's when we learn we are love. I mean, I remember this with a breakup. I remember realizing, oh my gosh, I feel no love. I'm not going to... And I was like, wait, what am I actually missing here? I'm missing that I don't have an object, a per, another person to love. I want the love to pour through me. That was the addiction I felt. Yes, okay, both of us probably know this is better. We're not together anymore. We're going to move on. Da, 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 da. But the heartache for me was I couldn't allow the love through me. And I was like, well, that's ridiculous. And I was a nanny at the time. I'm just going to love on these kids. I'm just going to send my love. I'm going to be so fully present with them in this moment that, that that's the joy I felt in these other relationships that are not here with me right now. And, and I think that's the lesson in the depths of feeling ugly <laughs> or looking in the mirror and not seeing what we see. Can we pause enough to ask ourselves, what are we missing here in that feeling of love for ourselves? And we can actually generate it because it's God and it's us and we are love. But that's like the final frontier. I mean, that's like the... Yeah, but also real... I think that the beauty of what you just said, it, you know, is, is acknowledging that right now in your life, in your present life, you have everything you need 
to be everything you are. So if your being love is important and, and, it, and the expression that you are ur urgently needing to do, which is awesome, you look at the people already there. Look at, look right. at what's already there. Look at where the love right. is needed. It could be for animals. It could be for people. It could be for all kinds of things. But the world needs love. And if you have love to give, and you're sitting here thinking, you know, I don't have an adequate amount, or I don't have a person, or These I don't have a thing. These things have lined up so that yeah, I can't I love have, today. <laughs> it's not, things aren't perfectly situated out there. We'll don't worry know. about, you know, maybe every line you stand in today, the person behind you and mm. in front of you needs you to send them love. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's, that's where God's putting you. Um, maybe... Maybe the earth needs your love. Maybe you need to. Maybe just... these children need to see us in imperfect situations bring perfect love. Wow. Because that's what they'll do then. And guess what? We live in imperfect situations. That's the only as, consistency. As noted by this podcast, where we've had three interruptions. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. You know, and it's taken us three shots to even find a spot in the house where we thought no one would interrupt us. And almost three years to come back to this <laughs> so, and put it on the calendar. Yeah. So this is definitely that first imperfect pancake. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like interesting because I think the theme is uh, that... You know, we need to love ourselves and we need to love each other in the imperfect state we're in right now. And that's when we learn what love is and that we are love. And, and that you need the external conditions that don't match up what you think you need in order to feel that, to prove to yourself that you are that. Exactly. So don't, don't look for perfection out there. Don't right. look for perfection inside. Don't look for perfection. Just be, accept, and, and, and generously share yourself. Yeah. Uh, in, in all the ways that you have. In all the moments you find yourself. Yeah. And, and in whatever the imperfect situations. Yeah. And, but, and that, you know, going back to this idea of loving your enemies, like when I've been faced with the people that I strongly dislike and that strongly dislike me, I find the hardest part, and, and I've done a lot of reflection and thinking around this, the issue I have is I don't feel like myself. I don't feel I'm coming in as love, which is how I like to approach everything and everyone. And for whatever reason, these conditions, this miscommunication, this personality clash, whatever it is, and that's the hardest thing. And when I let go of that and I go, well, F that, this is who I am, so I don't care what they say or do or bring, I'm just going to be myself. And, and if there's a moment and I have to excuse myself, then I excuse myself. But I, but I think the heart of the, the heartbreak of those environments and, and hardship was that I couldn't be the love that I feel that I am, that I love to bring to everything. And, I, and if we expand that out to imperfect situations, to things we're fighting, whether that's mentally about what do we see or about ourselves or, you know, schedules or 
the fact that we got interrupted three times to just sit down and have a conversation, it's how do you keep showing up? And you get to choose to be the love. And it doesn't mean, I, like, I would make a correction and, and maybe this is the second podcast we need to do. You know, I think that there's still, and this is where I do struggle, I'm like, with this idea of like, well, but I still want this, right? Like, I still have this desire to look this way or to experience life this way or to have X in the bank or, you know. But there's nothing wrong with having desires and, right. and meeting your desires. It's when you allow those desires to become needs that fulfill and the only way i'll then show up yeah that when that you've got to take it out of the category of i need this or i won't be whole or i won't be lovable to i don't need this i am i am enough i am complete and i'm 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 just an operational work in progress and and that's great because that's what we all are and i just choose to have you know more of this and more of that in my life because it's I like it I enjoy it I really love that I don't have to worry about you know right what I'm gonna eat that I have enough money that I have enough right I have enough supplies I have enough of everything I need in my life those are my choices but but what who am I and what do I you know where's my absolute need I don't need to go around and prove to anyone that I have enough food or I have enough <laughs> You know, well, there was a time when people would be like, you know, yeah, uh, if you're fat, you know, you it showed that you were wealthy because yeah. you had more food than you needed. I mean, of course, now it's the opposite. <laughs> it's like what you you can't afford you exercise to, classes. You know, I am fat. Now it's like yeah, <laughs> now you, you want to be tan and thin. <laughs> <laughs> so. But anyway, um, wow. Yeah. All right, well, this was a great one, and I, I know your time is, well, yeah, when well, the baby wakes up, that, that really is the end of all things, so. But Friday, <laughs> I'll see you here next Friday. Next Friday it is, uh, and if it takes us four times to get it here. It will take us four times. If it's, get, it's pushed so, 30 minutes, okay. But we appreciate anybody that's listening. We hope, we, I genuinely, like I, I hope for us, for you, for myself, and for anybody that this find themselves listening to this that that this is a message we can remember in in times of adversary adversity in times where we find ourselves faced with quote-unquote enemies that it's it's an opportunity for us to feel love and be love amidst the imperfection of, of wherever you are and when you it's look hard. in the mirror yeah Love it. Love it. Love you. Just embrace you. I mean, imagine love that you. child, like Lily. And know that everything about you is there for a really good reason. And and listen. And know it. And, and embrace it. And love it. Yeah. You're perfect. You are perfect. As it is. You are love. Wonderful. Okay, see you next time. Hey, we love you guys.